Presented by Stanley, Gelmar, Simply Safe, Leviton, Quick Creek, Pavestone, and Pella. Now here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. On air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you doing in your Money Pit today? We'd love to hear about it. We'll help you take on your home improvement, your home decor projects, but help yourself first by calling us at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Coming up this hour on the program, we're going to start by talking about summer. It's a peak vacation season, but unfortunately, it's also a peak season for break-ins. We'll have some tips on what burglars look for when they case houses and how to make sure your home does not get on that target list. And you start getting the blues once the weather begins to turn cold. Well, you can keep your spirits up by spending even more time outside, though the weather is chilly. We're going to share with you some budget friendly ideas to keep your yard warm and have you ever tripped on concrete perhaps a driveway or a walkway maybe there was a bit of a slippery spot well there's a new treatment that can protect you and loved ones from those falls we'll tell you about it and you hate spending your hard-earned money on cleaning products well call us with your home improvement question and you could take home a prize pack of clr cleaning products for absolutely free that's right and whether you're the winner or not you can get something for free too. your cleaning personality type now whether you clean when you get stressed or you prefer to avoid it altogether, there are different types of personalities associated with cleaning. And the folks over at CLR have figured that out. And it's all online at facebook.com slash CLR cleaners. If you go there, you can take the cleaning personality quiz. It's really fun. And then they'll give you some tips on how to make your cleaning much more efficient, regardless of what type of cleaner you are. All right. Give us a call right now. Let's get started with the program. The number here is 888-MONEY. Jim in Oregon's on the line with the driveway question. How can we help you today? It's a brand new home. I lived in it less than about three months. Uh, A strange odor started coming through in the master bedroom that can't be detected. We had plumbers come in to check the sewage system. They did a smoke test on it. Couldn't find that. We just don't know what the problem is. It's really an odd odor. How would you describe the odor? It's a cross between garbage and sewage smell. Um, Has anyone ever suggested biogas as the source of this? Uh, No one ever suggested that. All right. So this is, uh, I'm speculating here, right? And I I realize that they've done all these tests and so on. But sometimes you get bacteria that uh, deteriorates in the traps of sinks and toilets. And it can release a biogas, which has an absolutely terrible, terrible smell. One way to deal with that is to get an, a concentrated, like an oxygenated, an oxygenated bleach solution mixed up and like OxyClean or something like that. And then take a bottle brush and try to get that solution into the drain. Make sure you're really scrubbing all the nooks and crannies of that drain and let it sit there for a bit. And if there's any bacteria that's forming there that could be contributing to this odor, that will eliminate it. So that's one idea. The second potential cause for this is simply a dead rodent. We've seen in the past where the rodents get into the spaces, 
you know, in and under or in the wall or something like that, and then they decompose and, and you get that kind of, of odor. So I don't have a lot of solutions for you on that, but I would try the try the biogas solution first, and make sure you also get the the overflow of the kitchen of the sorry of the of the bathroom sink that overflow channel by letting the water run up. It'll block the drain until it hits the overflow, because if you have any of that bacteria in the overflow channel, that can contribute to it as well. Okay, did you ever find this in a new home before? Yeah, I mean it can happen pretty quickly. Oh, really? Hmm. Even though it's a new home, it's been under construction for some period of time. And so, you know, it, it could have preexisted. Well, I'll definitely give it all a try. Give it a shot. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Lauren in Florida is on the line with a lead paint question. How can we help you today? Hi. Uh, my husband and I are remodeling a 1907 home that's been vacant for multiple years. So there's lots of damage. Um, a lot of the paint's chipping off the windows. Um, there's uh, on the b-board and wainscoting a lot of the paint's chipping off and um, someone has gone in and put like sheet rot mud to texture over the uh, original plaster walls so some of that's chipping off and we've got three young children so we need to repaint this house and fix it and we're really concerned about the lead paint issue yeah understandably so and i mean your house is in the time frame where you do need to be concerned about lead paint now we had an issue when we put central air conditioning in the house when my son was six months old um you know when he was little i didn't think that you know any concern and they did a great job they were very tidy they contained all the dust but something must have gotten on something and when we had gone for his next exam he had elevated lead levels you know probably from some dust getting on a toy and then the toy going in his mouth, anything. Anyway, it turned out, you know, after we did the next blood work, his levels went back to normal. So we were really not concerned at that point. But it is a very scary issue. Now, I'm not sure nationwide what the rules are, and maybe Tom can speak better on this. But in New York, when you are fairly certain that you've got lead paint or the time frame sort of dates it that way, you have to work with a painter or a contractor who's certified in sort of lead paint containment, if you will. Because even if you have it on a window frame and you're opening and closing that window, you're creating little specks of lead dust that are getting into the air. And with small children, you do need to be concerned. So you do need to make sure that if you can, that this is done by a pro. I mean, there's nothing that regulates when a homeowner does it themselves. But knowing that you probably have lead paint and the small children in the home, I would just have a pro do it. And you want to make sure that things are taped off and really sealed up and cleaned very thoroughly. I mean, there are specific rules I know in New York State that allow for a contractor to be certified. And that's something you really want to look for. Yeah, and especially because the paint is flaking in deteriorated condition right now. I mean, that's the highest risk for this, Lauren. So you're wise to proceed very cautiously and make sure that the contractor that you're working with um, is certified as a lead professional. All right. Thank you. You're welcome, Lauren. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Give us a call with your home repair, your home improvement question, whatever you are working on as the summer is wrapping up. Let's help you finish those projects before it starts to snow. That's right. I said it. It's coming. It's a few weeks from now. So get those projects done. We're here to lend you a hand at 888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, do you want to keep your home safe while you're on vacation this summer? Do you have too many dark corners and shadowy spots for burglars to hide? Well, we're going to teach you how to eliminate those from around your house and cut down on the chance that your home will be a target for thieves when the Money Pit continues after this. You live in a money pit.
Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T, MONEYPIT. Money Pit is sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors. Pella products with instinctive technology can connect with compatible home automation systems so they can be programmed to help keep your home in sync with you. Learn more at Pella.com. 
Making good homes better. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And if you give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, you'll get the answer to your home improvement question, plus a chance to win a $50 prize pack of CLR cleaning products. Yeah, you're going to love the CLR barbecue grill cleaner. It's perfect for this time of year, because I know that my grill starts to get super grimy right about now. It's going to cut through all those baked on food and grease and just yuck, giving you a nice clean grill for those final burgers and hot dogs of the season. And I know a lot of you grill all through the winter, so let's keep it clean. And you could use those CLR cleaning products to clean your house better and faster with CLR's cleaning personality quiz. It pinpoints your habits and gives you custom cleaning tips and advice. You can take that quiz online at facebook.com slash CLR cleaners. James in Virginia is on the line with a ceiling fan question. What's going on at your money pit? I live in a 1986 two-story ranch and we do not have overhead lighting in any of the bedrooms and there's no there's no lighting fixtures and we want to add ceiling fans. So I was wondering how difficult it would be to do that in in the bedrooms. It's not terribly difficult, but it's not terribly easy either. I would say that it would be very easy for an electrician to do that because they have the tools necessary to get the wiring where it needs to go. It's kind of hard for a DIYer to do that. And the other important thing about a ceiling fan is you need to make sure you use the right type of uh, electrical um, connection in that ceiling so that you have some support on that fan because it gets very heavy and it also vibrates sometimes. So you need to have the right connection for the fan to the ceiling and of course the wiring has to be in place. Now electricians can uh, fish wires through there. There's a couple of tricks of the trade that they use. They have these sort of long skinny fiberglass rods that can be run in the space between ceiling joists to run wires where they need to be. Um, But what I would do is if you're thinking about maybe doing this in a couple of rooms, I would sort of pile those jobs together because there's a sort of a mobilization cost when you hire a pro for a small project like that and maybe try to get all of your electrical work done at the same time. Now, with a 1986 house, you might also want to find out if you've got ground fault circuit interrupters protecting uh, the bathroom and the kitchen outlets. That would be another easy thing to add uh, to uh, that to-do list that will protect you from, from shocks. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your help, and I love your show. Listen to it all the time. Yeah, good luck with that project and with all the work you're doing to your new house. Call us back anytime. 888-666-3974. Well, hey, are you taking a vacation this summer, maybe one more trip away before the weather turns chilly? Well, one thing you don't want to come home to is a burglary. Summer is a peak time for break-ins, but with a few easy steps that you can take before you go away, you will cut way down on the chances that burglars will target your home. Now, you've got to look at your house in the way that a burglar would. So, I mean, put on a little mask and an all-black outfit and start (laughs) tiptoeing around the house. And explain that to the cops when they pull up. Right. (laughs) I was trying to think like a burglar, you know, a cartoon burglar. But you've got to look at it that way. Are there places to hide? You know, do you have a brush cover that's near your doors or windows? Because that's the perfect spot to hide. So first, you want to get rid of all of those hiding spots. Trim back your bushes, especially if you've got them near or under your doors or your windows, wherever. If they can sort of sneak around behind them, you've got to cut those back. Next, you want to use lighting to get rid of dark corners. Low-voltage lighting kits, they are widely available. They're an easy weekend do-it-yourself project, and they're super affordable. And nothing turns off burglars like a good security system like Simply Safe. It installs in just 30 minutes without wiring and drilling, plus there are no long-term contracts. And for less than 15 bucks a month, you can have it professionally monitored 24-7, and it will protect your home and give you peace of mind. Yeah, you're going to 
get all the components that you need to set up your system. It is completely wireless, and there's even options for smoke or CO detectors, so you will be covered on all bases in your house. Now, Tom and I, we love SimpliSafe so much that we've partnered with them to give you guys, our Money Pit fans, an exclusive 10% off deal. If you want to grab your discount, you visit simplysafemoney.com. You can learn more there. That's S I M P L I S A F E money.com. Try it risk free for 60 days with a money back guarantee. Again, visit simplysafemoney.com. S I M P L I S A F E money.com. Heidi in Oregon's dealing with a stinky shower. What's going on? We have a two-story house. Uh, the the one uh, shower is in the basement downstairs. It's a daylight basement, but it's built back into the side hill. And uh, what I've noticed is that after showering, um, we you know you leave the bathroom and you come back in, and there is this sour towel smell. It's not a sewer smell or a septic smell, but it smells like a towel that has been left damp somewhere and it's just been left to kind of mold or do whatever. But I've changed the towels and I come back in the bathroom and I've located the smell with my nose and gone right down to the drain and it's coming out of the drain in the shower. Uh, What this might be is something called biogas. And when the water drains and he takes with it the soap scum and everything else, you can get um, you can get germs that are going to grow in that. And that biological material off-gasses and can make horrible smells. So, Well, you know, that's what we thought, too, because it's in both showers, upstairs and downstairs. And we only smell it, obviously, after someone has showered and it was wet. So we've taken the grates off. We've cleaned with a bottle brush. You know, I look with a flashlight down there, and those pipes are, they're spick and span clean all the way down to the P-trap. Have you used any kind of an oxygenated bleach down those traps? No, we don't do that because we're on a septic tank, and we don't want to kill all the good bacteria in the septic. And so I've been afraid to use anything. I've tried vinegar. I've used Lysol spray. Well, not so much vinegar, yeah. Um, well, okay, why don't you use borax? Borax, okay, and pour it down into the drain. Cause you know- well, no, what I want you to do is I want you to get a solution of hot soapy water with borax in it, and I want you to scrub the inside of that drain, all the different parts, you know, with a, with a big, thick bottle brush, get as much of that trap cleaned as you can, and see if that reduces it. And, and by the way, do you have ventilation in those bathrooms? Yeah, there's windows, uh-huh. Do you have fans that you could leave on after yes. bath fans? Yes, and we always turn the fan on when we shower. And keep it on when you're done? Well, no, we usually shut it off when we're done. So, yeah, that's another thing I would change, that behavior I would change. What I would do is I would um, replace the bath fan switch with one that's on a timer or a humidistat. So that after you are done showering and leave the bathroom, it stays on for another 15 or 20 minutes. But we'll go ahead and try that then and uh, see what happens. Kyle in Iowa needs some help installing some trim. Tell us what you're working on. We just put in some new laminate wood floors uh, a couple weeks ago, and we decided to rip out all the old uh, the const- you know, the, the construction trim that comes with the, the newer homes. And, baseboard molding? Yeah, the baseboard molding and We've decided to upgrade to, I think it's about a five and a quarter inch tall, almost half inch thick baseboard, uh, okay. kind of up, upgrade the look around the house. And I'm just having a hard time. Uh, I'm using my buddy's miter saw, and it's not tall enough to do a vertical cut for my outside corners. And every time I lay it horizontally and try to, you know, tilt the, the miter saw to cut it, 
there, there's no real clamping mechanism on it to hold the boards in place. And every time I, I push the miter saw into it, it moves it just slight enough to where my, my angles for when I try to do a scarfing or an outside corner, uh, it just kind of pushes my angles off on it just a little bit, and it's making the process harder. Well, let me ask you this. When you're, when you're making your, your baseboard cuts for an inside corner, are you mitering it? Uh, for the inside corner, I'm doing a cope. Oh, good. Okay, that's what I was concerned about. And the, the coping turns out to be easier than the, the outside corners for me. So Now, actually, when you do the outside corner, the only part of the miter that's got to be perfect is the top edge of that board. As long as you have a straight line, if you end up taking up a little bit too much wood on the inside of that cut, no one's ever going to see that. In fact, many times when I'm doing that type of a corner, I'll sometimes cope out the back of the miter cut, take a little bit extra meat out of that so that it kind of gets out of the way and I can pull it together really nicely, tightly at the corner. As long as I have a crisp line that pulls together on the corner, I'm happy with that. Uh, I understand you've got challenges with your tools. I'm not going to be able to give you a solution because you don't have the right tools. What you really need is a compound miter saw that's sort of half miter saw, half radial arm saw, and that will give you the exact capabilities that you're looking for. But to do this by hand with a regular hand miter box is just going to be a challenge. So, so it would be easier maybe try to find someone to borrow a, a, so. a compound one from? I think so. Yeah, yeah, you, you'll you'll be very happy because it sounds like you've got the skills. If you know how to cope a joint, then you've got the skills. And for those that have no idea what we're talking about, when you put up baseboard molding or any kind of molding or even crown molding in a house, you don't cut a 45-degree angle much like you would for a picture frame. You actually put one piece in whole and square to the wall, and the other piece... You cut that 45 as if it was going to be a miter, but you take a coping saw and cut out the back of all of that wood, except for that crisp line that's on the front of the angle of the miter. When you push that together, you get what appears to be a perfect mitered cut, but it's actually not. It's actually a butt joint, but it looks like a miter, and it's the best way to to work with trim because it allows you to uh, work with a house that's not quite straight because none of them are. And the other trick is I like to cut those boards just a little bit longer than what you need because then it puts additional pressure on that joint and brings it together nice and tightly. So I think you're on the right road. You just need to get some better tools to help you get there, okay? Okay. Thank you, guys. Good luck, Kyle. All right, thanks so much for calling the Money Pit. Up next, don't let that cooler weather send you inside for good. With a few small changes, you can use your outdoor space well into the fall. We're going to share some details when the Money Pit continues. The Money Pit is presented by Hire, the world's number one appliance brand and a leader in air quality solutions. Hire is a new kind of appliance brand focused on home solutions designed for each stage of the emerging consumer's life. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, if you love using your outdoor space all spring and summer long, wouldn't it be great to extend that use into fall? Well, you can with a do-it-yourself fire pit kit from Rumblestone by Pavestone. And here to tell us more about that project is Ryan King. Welcome, Ryan. Hey, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. So, Ryan, this is a really interesting project because you don't think of it as a fire pit as being sort of a do-it-yourself kit type thing. But you guys have 
taken all the essential components and packaged it. Do you think this is going to make it possible for a lot more folks to have fire pits? You know what? I, I think it really is. Uh, the way that the, the Pavestone Rumblestone system has been, been designed, it creates the ultimate simplicity for both your average do-it-yourselfer and your contractor. Um, the product has been designed in a way that it's a simple step-by-step uh, guide. Um, you can basically take the Rumblestone piece-by-piece, follow uh, the instructions, and it's uh, it ultimately creates, you know, both a, a great fire pit, outdoor fireplace, um, an ultimate imp- uh, improvement to the outdoor living design. And one of the things I like about it is that typically you use mortar to stack um, masonry bricks together, but you say that you could just use a construction adhesive to hold these in place. Is that right? That's correct. So this uh, this pavestone rumblestone line. Um, is extremely simple to the point that rather than stacking block, uh, mixing up your mortar, uh, laying it laying it down, and then using that in between your courses, all you're doing is you're you're basically taking your rumble stone, uh, you're adding a course of uh, quick reconstruction adhesive, and then you're applying that next block on top of it. So extremely easy, um, great for great for both the do-it-yourself friend and your contractor. Now, is it strictly for a stacking purpose, or can you use it more for a flat paver patio as well? The Rumblestone is designed with both your paver pieces as well as a, a wall design. Um, so with our, our pavers, we, uh, uh, we've got really three uh, great uh, products to use for that. It's your, it's your mini, uh, you have your square and your rec. Um, those are applied, and then in addition to it, obviously, we've got our matching wall uh, that, that complete that ultimate project. And besides the pavers, uh, patios, and the fire pits, you guys have the capability to build grill enclosures or mailbox around as well with the same product, correct? That is correct. So in addition to your pavers, your fire, fire pits, um, you can do your benches, you can do... Uh, barbecue enclosures, you can top off that barbecue enclosure with uh, quick-creek countertop mix and pour a great countertop as well. Um, we have all these all these different products that are, projects that are available on pavestone.com, and it gives the, the step-by-step instructions, and, and it's extremely simple. We've got a, a variety of colors. Our, our three most popular are the Rumblestone Sierra Blend, the Cafe, and then we've also got the Rumblestone Greystone available. And these are all available through HomeDepot.com as well. So that's a great opportunity to buy that, uh, each of these colors from anywhere in the country. Terrific. So you can check it out at Pavestone.com. You can pick up the products at HomeDepot.com. Ryan King from Rumblestone. Thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. And I'll tell you what, the Fire Pit sounds like a great project to plan right now, and you'll have it all good to go by the time the weather turns chilly. Thanks, Ryan. Thank you very much. All right, coming up, did you know that more than half of trips and falls happen right in your home? We're going to have tips on a product that keeps that from happening to you when the Money Pit continues. Live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors. Pella products with instinctive technology can connect with compatible home automation systems so they can be programmed to help keep your home in sync with you. Learn more at Pella.com. 
Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, and you might just take home a prize pack of CLR cleaning products worth 50 bucks. Yeah, the CLR Calcium Lime and Rust Remover is going to make a huge difference in your home. It's going to get rid of all those ugly deposits that you see in your tub, in your toilet bowls, your sink, even your appliances. And speaking of cleaning, the CLR Cleaning Personality Quiz can show you how to get it done way faster, leaving more time for the things you really want to do. You can take the quiz online at facebook.com slash CLR cleaners. Lynn in Missouri is on the line and needs some help with a handrail. How can we help you? I'm trying to figure out the proper procedure to align and be able to cut the proper angle for a top rail and a bottom rail between two posts. Okay. So are the posts level? Are they straight? Well, no, not exactly. See, what it is is we took the old wooden stuff off and we're replacing it with vinyl. Okay. And so basically the, some of the posts are kind of warped, uh, you know, a little here, a little there. <laughs> All right. So here, here's the way you do this. If the posts were straight, it would be a lot easier because essentially what you would do is you would lay the railing on the stairs, put a level, vertical level, um, up against it. And once it's once it's absolutely straight, use that to determine the cut line because that will be essentially a vertical cut. Now, if the posts are not level, they're out of level. What I would do is I would take the railing and I would clamp it any way I could to the side of the posts. You know, even if it's a, you know even if it's a bit sloppy, just so it's held approximately in the position that you want and against the side of the posts with some big uh, you know maybe wood Jorgensen clamps or bar clamps or something like that. And then you can scribe from the post to the rail with a, with a pencil that exact cut. You know, you hold the pencil, say a carpenter's pencil, flat on the post, and then you just basically drag it against the rail and then add a little bit of extra space, you know, maybe make it a, a quarter of an inch bigger than that, cut it, put it in place, see how the cut looks. You can adjust if you have to trim it a little bit. I presume you're using a power miter box. And, uh, and then you'll kind of dial it in. But that's the way to do it. Okay? Okay. Thank you very much. All right, Lynn. Happy to help. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, falls can happen anywhere, but more than half of them happen right at home on your very own property. And if you do slip and go down at home, the last place you want it to happen is on concrete because it hurts. Yeah, but that's often exactly where homeowners go down. You know, you're strolling up your walkway or you're walking up the steps. You've got shopping bags in your arm and uh, next thing you know, you're on the floor. Well, now you can cut down on the chances of tumbling on your own turf with a treatment designed to prevent falls. It's called Quickcrete textured acrylic concrete coating. And it not only provides a non-slip finish for concrete surfaces, it also gives sort of a new look to finish off that old, dull concrete as well. The textured acrylic concrete coating, it's a heavy-duty resin, and it's going to adhere perfectly to any concrete surface from steps to sidewalks, patios, and driveways. If your home has a handicap ramp, this is the perfect way to counter that tricky slope that can really throw you off balance, especially if you're carrying something or if you're pushing a wheelchair. You can pick it up at your local home center and learn more about that product at quickcrete.com. That's Q-U-I-K-R-E-T-E dot com. Amy from Iowa is on the line with a roofing project gone awry. What's going on? We do. We do have a troublesome roof. Um, About five years ago, we got a new roof installed on our house. Um, We were having a leaking problem, um, some ICMs in the winter, and uh, we got the whole roof replaced. 
And since then, um, we continue to have a leak. The problem never got solved, and uh, we are stuck with this issue once again. So we're kind of stuck at this point, wondering if we go back to the original contractor and try to get him to replace or fix the problem, or if we go elsewhere and have somebody completely replace and redo the entire roof. Well, first of all, when it comes to the contractor, has the contractor come back since the roof installation to address this yet? Yes. Um, In the past couple of years, um, we actually have contacted him and told him about the issue and that it never was fixed. He did send out his roofing guy, a subcontractor, and nothing ever got solved. They said, oh, it looks fine. We don't think it's really going to be an issue. And then we have water pouring in our living room and buckets on the carpet. So So they never did anything? Yes. All right. Now, tell me about the roof configuration, um, like over the area where the leak is showing. Right. Um, We have been told, um, after having all of these other professionals come out, that we have a very tricky roof. Um, The design of the house, I guess, is not the greatest. Um, Basically, a lot of dead valleys is what they told us. So we have dead valleys that's um, holding the water and creating these problems where the water is sitting and coming in, um, which is causing our, our leak inside of the house. So what you say dead valleys means the water getting trapped in the valley? Yes. So basically the, um, the roof line is coming to a point where it runs right into the siding. Oh, okay. So basically the roof drains towards the siding? Yes, that's yeah. correct. Yeah, that's a really tough spot. Hmm. Okay, so... If that's the case and it's just not fixed, it's just not working, I I think most likely you have to not only take the roof off, but probably some of the siding. Because what you have to have there is a special type of flexible flashing that will essentially seal the siding to the roof. You probably also would want to cover that entire area of the roof with ice and water shield, which is sort of a bit tacky and will give you that waterproof capability and also stop ice dams from coming up under the shingles. But Grace makes both ice and water shield and some very flexible flashings. Grace uh, uh, is a terrific building building products manufacturer, so you can look up some of those. But I do think you're probably going to have to redo that, especially if you have an area where water is running into it. That's a really common place for a leak. And frankly, this roofer that came out and looked at it and said everything's fine, he doesn't know because he didn't take anything apart. And, And if you've gotten leaks underneath that, it's not so fine. So you certainly could take another run at the contractor. But I suspect it's going to have to be taken apart and, and rebuilt properly. And that didn't happen the first time. Right. So do you suggest, you know, going back to the original contractor? At least once. Yeah. If he's willing to do any repairs, I mean, honestly, I am hesitant to have any of his crew come out. He did tell us that the people that worked on our roof no longer work for him. But yeah. I still am very hesitant to have the same um you know, the same contractor come out and try to make repairs when when we've had other reputable roofing companies come out and say it's the worst installation job they've ever seen. So that makes that makes me really nervous as a homeowner. Well maybe in that situation if you've just not if you've just completely lost confidence in the contractor and then maybe you should just uh accept the inevitable and have a more professional roofer come out and fix it right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's that's a tough one. The problem is when you have that kind of a hidden leak like that, it's really hard to do any kind of repair from the surface of the roof. It really is an, an a matter where you have to take things apart and reassemble them because making that roof waterproof starts underneath the shingles. Sure, sure. Okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah, it just wasn't done right the first time. So 
So we're stuck in the same spot, unfortunately. All right, Amy, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You know, there's a wide range of skills that roofers have, and the majority of the roofs that are replaced today don't need a really, really skilled roofer to do. It's kind of hard to screw it up. You know, your standard sort of two-story colonial or cape, and those are pretty easy roofs to install. When you get an older house that's got a lot of angles to a roof, that requires a somebody who's a real good technician, a real master roofer that can configure the flashing underneath the roof shingles and use the latest products to keep that leak-free. And when you get your average quality roofer that looks at a place like that, they think they can do it, and clearly they cannot do it. I mean, that's like trying to install a flat roof. You know, you, you've got to make sure it can hold water against gravity. Up next, whether your kids are heading back to campus or maybe even moving there for the first time, you want to make sure that the college student in your life has everything they need to stay safe. We're going to share with you some last-minute items to pack for your student when the Money Pit continues. You live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by QuickCrete. It's what America's made of. For project help from start to finish, download the new QuickCrete mobile app. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And home may be where the heart is, but the kitchen is certainly one of its most vital organs. If you want to give yours a jump start, and maybe you don't have a big budget, we've got a story that can help. It's on moneypit.com right now called Kitchen Remodeling on the Cheap. It's on the homepage at moneypit.com. Okay, and don't forget to post your questions in the community section so we can help you out, just like Natalie did, who writes, my Moen brand faucet is leaking. I tried fixing it, but couldn't undo the plastic piece to reach the washer. Any special tools I should be using? Well, your best bet is to review Moen's online troubleshooting tips, which includes an extensive section for faucet repair. I've used it myself. It's very very, very helpful. But keep in mind that disassembling plumbing does require special tools that you just might not have, Natalie. And also be sure if you're going to replace a part, you use genuine parts that are made by the same manufacturer. Here's why. Generic faucet replacement parts may look identical, but there are very fine differences and they can cause big problems. I put some together myself that I thought were going to be perfect, turned it on, and it leaked like crazy. So make sure you're using actual mown parts. And frankly, if you write them and ask them for the parts, I've had many of these manufacturers send them at no cost whatsoever. All right, now we're going to hear from John, who says, last fall we applied bare deck over to our deck. After the winter, now we're noticing big patches flaking off, especially in high traffic areas like the stairs. Not good. Now, the bare deck over is a special product, John, as you know. It's four times thicker than traditional stains. But like any finish, prepping the surface really is key to making it stick. It sounds to me like your surface was not prepped properly. You are going to have to remove all that finish and kind of start from scratch once again. Wish we had better news for you, but it's just not going to stick unless the surface is properly prepped. Yeah, if you do it once, you do it right, you're not going to have to do it again. 
Well, you've probably already packed the shower shoes, the sheets, and the instant noodles. But before your student heads off to college, you want to make sure they have a few essentials that can keep them safe in threatening situations. Leslie's got some safety items to slip into those bags before they leave in this week's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Yeah, you know, it's the last thing that you really want to think about. I know it's scary, but let's be realistic. You know, there's going to be nighttime parties and, you know, there's going to be college drinking. And that can really lead to a share of on-campus incidents. So to keep your students safe, you want to make sure that they keep pepper spray and a whistle on their keychain just in case an emergency happens. They are prepared. While you're at it, you might want to load up on a portable back charger for cell phones and put it on the key ring too. It's going to provide extra phone juice just in case you find yourself in a dire situation. And most dorm rooms only have a few electrical outlets, so power strips are very common. But you want to make sure that the one you bring is also a surge protector. That's going to protect your laptop, your TV, and any other electronics from any sort of damage that might happen from a power surge and any interference or noise that occurs on the power line. And speaking of your laptop, electronic devices contain financial information and other personal material. So you have to remind your child to keep their information safe with a locking device. Now, it can be a physical lock or an electronic barrier, but you've got to have one because there is a ton of information there. And a laptop, as we all know, can just walk away. And finally, we know your kids might roll their eyes at you. You know, this one's really putting it out there. But Think about sending them off with a spare smoke detector for their room, because when it comes to your kids' safety, redundancy rocks. And we've had far too many on-campus dorm fires that just resulted in tragedy. So just give them that extra little bit. I know. Take the eye rolling. I can hear it from here. <laughs> this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Coming up next week on the program, we're going to talk about old windows. Now, they have their charm, but they have their challenges, too, including an annoying tendency to get stuck. We're going to teach you how to get yours free without damaging the panes or shattering some glass on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a Money Pit.